welcome back to Real Talk with Rio and Mo, the most niche podcast on the internet. This week's sponsor is Shrines. Why the heck are they still on hills? Okay, episode 14, and we are right around the halfway mark of round 29. Uh, Murph, what's, uh, what's happening? You know, there's just a lot of, I think, complicated decisions being made by... Um, you know, a bunch of realms here and there's, I don't know if there's a cohesive vision on what they want to achieve at this point, but this, we can say this, decisions are definitely being made. And, uh, in that you're talking mainly diplomacy. So, uh, so war declarations. Yeah. I mean, you can see them just, you know, flying off the shelves faster than mayonnaise in a Kmart blue light special. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Why not? Like, he still needs to get land in. Um, and like, I guess you're saying that they're really kind of opening the door for him to do that without without concern about being hit by anyone else. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. You know, like, I think the only thing that he kind of fears, if he fears anything at this point, is, you know, some black ops. But, you know, even in his 60 range, it's starting to get a stretch to get anything into that range. Right? I mean, I I struggle to say that anybody has a remote chance of doing anything against them. Literally. Like, it's just forlorn hope at this point. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, definitely slim, slim chance of... Uh, I think there's too many kind of roadblocks at the moment anyway, and, and especially if they're not really kind of taken down. Nobody's going after any of, like, the smaller people. Then you don't really have much chance of taking on the bigger people. Yeah, like, at least last round we saw some suicides or this, that, and the other thing, right? Like, some exciting shit. I mean, we're, we're seeing, like, none of that. It's kind of like, you know, you get, like, uh, you know, like, after school and the kids are let out of school, right? You have the crossing guards that come out and stop traffic. I, I kind of feel like that's what's happening to, like, the rest of us is, you know, Realm 4 is the crossing guards and, you know, we're the traffic and we're not allowed to fucking do anything. Yeah, and uh, I think part of it is a lot of people maybe had hope for their rounds for a lot longer than maybe they should have, so people didn't really kind of pull the uh, kind of like the, the the real switch to go in full suicide until maybe it's too late. Um, maybe people just don't feel like doing that this round. Maybe people, I don't know. Like last round, I knew my round was over a long, long um, way from the finish, and so I just did what I could to kind of slow you guys down. And that was, you know, threatening suicides. And then if openings came up, I'd actually drop those suicides on people. Um, I I just don't think that, you know, Realm 4 really needed to leave themselves open to anything right now. And I don't think anyone's really put themselves in a strong enough position to do it. Yeah. And, and like, let's be honest, like, if someone were to do something against them, like, on the remote chance that anybody even has the opportunity to suicide them, like, everybody else is going to feed on them, right? So it's like, where, where's your motivation to even do it? You know, like, why would you feed a bunch of people that have done sweet fuck all this entire round? Yeah, and I guess that kind of, when you get to the the point of who would you like to win at this point, um, and I think, you know, just seeing how things are kind of going, I think most people are almost thinking, you know what, let's just give it to them. They've they've had the round from the start. Uh, It would be unjust for anyone else to win at this stage. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the way I'm looking at it, to be honest. Like, you know, if if your realm isn't 
you know, willing to fight for anything, then why the hell would I want to root for you? Like if you're doing nothing, like continue to do that, right? Continue to do your crosswords while everybody else is, is doing nothing, you know? Yeah, exactly. So, um, it's a, it's just, I want to say it's an interesting one in that the round is not interesting in that. And just, it really is a kind of like just by the numbers doing, they're doing what they should be doing. Um, they're playing it right. Other people getting each other's way, doing things wrong. They're saying so. Um, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens if anything does kind of kick off in the next kind of few weeks. But right now, it's just looking like it's going to be a, a long road to the finish. Yeah, I mean, I like I said, you know, like just you know, looking at the land size differentials, right? You could assume that you know economics are in their favor. They have some efficient races in there that they can just pull up because nobody's willing to do anything about it, right? I mean, shit, they even declared war on Realm 8, and, you know, I don't know what Realm 8 can do, you know? Like, they've been getting hit left, right, and center for most of this round, you know? Yeah, I think there's only a handful of realms anyway that could do anything. And, you know, when you're playing so many inefficient races, uh, it's not like you suddenly, like, you know, full on into uh, black ops either it takes some time to actually rebuild everything and by that point you might be kind of too small anyway or just too inefficient to uh to fight back so i'm gonna feel bad for for them and that they're now taking the brunt they, they always seem to be the only ones trying to do something um but they're just too easy to roll over anyway so um so yeah i, I think it's just a, a small small little stop gap for uh round four but you know on, on, the, on the flip side at least where I said they've not really had to do much, at least they have done something to kind of, uh, you know, stand their authority over other people. I mean, I, I don't even know. Like, the, there's only, what, maybe two realms that have tried to do anything, but it's probably too late, and that's realms one and eight, you know, and then realm four is just declared a realm eight just because of, you know, the situation with the dwarf and the firewalker there. Um, but it's just, you know, too little, too late. And now, you know, you're just waiting for converters to do essentially probably nothing down the stretch. You know, like that's, that's the legitimate issue here is that there's not a lot that converters can do. I mean, even if you're efficient and you got a great build, that land size lead, right? with the numbers, it's just almost insurmountable. You'd have to have uh, a million to one chance to do anything at this point. Yeah, I mean, you need to like catch up to them pretty, pretty sharpish at this point. And uh, I don't have much faith in converters anyway. I think a lot of the time they kind of they spend the first half of the round kind of like trying to put themselves into a nice position. Very few of them are willing to throw that away immediately or already kind of do something um, risky. To, uh, to potentially throw away their round. So um, I, I get to see a whole bunch of converters just kind of playing out the round to you know, maybe try to get their, their 6K finish or whatever, or their top 10, top 20. I'd be surprised if anyone did anything uh, impressive and, uh, and uh, fought back hard enough and fast enough to, uh, to get into contention. Yeah, I call a 6K finish a voluntary participation ribbon at this point. You know, it's like, thanks for showing up, guys. You know, uh, but I'm sure some people would be curious to know 
you know, uh, you know, just going into generalities for your realm, you know, like how are you looking at the draft now and, and what would you do different at this point? And, you know, do you see your guys' chances of, of, you know, doing much at this point? So I think just generally speaking, I, I think it's been it's been a, a decent I want to call it experiment, decent experience for, for most people. I, I think I would like to think a lot of the realms that did the draft um, have learned something, have found it interesting playing with other people. Um, I've definitely had a lot more kind of conversation on, I don't say like the basics of like strategy, of, but in terms of what to kind of do, some, some things that I just take for granted now with my own pack because we kind of had those conversations um, a while ago or we've kind of had them enough to, to not really speak about stuff. Um, just in terms of, you know, like build, when to bring stuff in, specs, elites, all that kind of stuff, the the benefits of going fast or just, you know, kind of backing out completely and going efficient. I think it's going to be good to do it again um, at some point. I, I think potentially the issue that we've had this round is that the packs that kind of wanted to stay together almost took advantage of the fact that so many people would be splitting up to kind of um, to get an edge, which you know we kind of knew would be the case potentially anyway. Um, so it's not really been like an, an even playing field, um, but I do think probably a lot more people have been involved at different parts of the round than maybe they would have in the past. Um, and I think hopefully that it's kind of up the level of, of everybody within the game. So, you know, future rounds will actually kind of bring in a few more kind of like mixed strategies, a few more like discussions and really kind of improve the the like the, the player base's like knowledge and, and actually make it more of a bit of an evened out game in future rounds. And what about your realm's chances of doing stuff down the stretch here? I mean, I, I'm with you. I, I don't think there's uh, there's much hope of uh, of anything but but realm four. Um, we could just be uh, maybe have a few people in that six k finish in those top ten, top twenty potentially. Um, but we'll see. Um, there's a few people who uh, who I suggested should go efficient, go converter, um, because it's more likely to have success. So hopefully that will still be the case. Yeah, so you're telling them, you know, if they're kind of second guessing if they should convert anyway, just to do it, just to kind of learn the motions of it, or, or what are you trying to say? My my thing with uh, with people that I play with anyway is I'm never really trying to push people into going anything that they don't want to do. Um, if they wanted to go converter from the beginning, then it's likely I'd still say you may as well go for it. Um, if they were just happy to just explore out the round, then uh, then I'd say. That's fine. Just don't do that. Um, I don't really even like essentially push people into being like full ops if they're um, if they wanted to explore, as long as they're kind of learning and kind of contributing and like helping out where they can. Um, I'm quite comfortable with people playing kind of how they like to play. And I would say for my realm, uh, what I'm learning is, you know, you probably should have uh, better more clear communications on what we need to do better, you know, like, you know, be more collaborative. Um, I think the activity level is there and everybody's happy and, you know, 
in, in that respect, right? Like there's a basic understanding, but I think, you know, we need to take the next step and be like, okay, you know, this is the situation, right? And it's about damage limitation now, right? Like, and understanding how to do that, right? So it's it's more so about me advocating strategies that limit damage that can be done to them from outside and damage limitation from what they can do to themselves, you know, sometimes, right? And that's just the reality that you're in sometimes. When you talk about damage to them, do you mean the, as in like if they're going nuts on their build or, or the troops they're training or or leaving themselves open to attack or black ops? What, what do you mean specifically? Yeah, like uh, I know for our guys, like, you know, sometimes, you know, maybe your ratios aren't good enough to to at least limit the black ops, you know, like, and it's just kind of too big of a window that people are just going to continuously exploit unless you close the window. You know what I mean? Like if you have a draft in your house and you clearly see it's coming from an open window, close the fucking window. You know what I mean? You're just doing like the, the basics to, to protect yourself. target. Well, yeah. And, and like from what you're seeing here now, right, is realm four is basically committed to bottom feeding, right? So if you're an explorer and you you think it's wise to be in the Royal Guard a couple acres outside of this guy's range while he's in the EG, you better think twice because as history has shown now, he's just going to keep dropping guards every, you know, couple days or whatever. Boom, drop guard, hit whoever he can as the biggest guy outside of his range, right? So what I would advocate is even if you're an explorer, I know it's painful, but to prevent yourself from getting all in, right, join the elite guard, right? And that's not something I would advocate all the time. But in this situation, when this guy's so far ahead and you don't know what the numbers are, right, and, you know, you're clearly open to getting hit by a bottom feed, well, what do you do, right? Like, you got to pay your taxes, right? Well, it's either that or, you know, I, I know there's probably nobody in range any way right now, but... You can always uh, just make sure that you're not the best target as well. So if it's somebody a couple hundred acres larger than you, if you're better defender than them, then it'll be uh, strange for you to get hit. So uh, it's always comparing yourself to other people as well can help you out. Sure, but in this instance, I think the easiest thing to do is just, you know, pay that extra exploration cost, get in the elite guard, and at least, you know, hey, he can't hit me. Right. So you have that safety built into your to your mindset that, yeah, you can go to this acreage and be totally fine because you'll know what the safe DP is until you get to that range limit. And then you make an educated guess if you want to enter that range. Right. To the best of your ability and, and try to be safe. Right. I think, you know, sometimes there's people that shouldn't be wearing helmets while they're riding bikes and there's people that should be wearing helmets while they're riding bikes. Right. And I think in this situation for what we're seeing. Put your helmet on, right? You're advocating helmets for everybody. Uh, well, you might as well. I mean, I, I don't know what else you can do to at least slow the damn growth for that firewalker, right? Like, if nobody is in range of him, as is in EG, good. Then if everybody's in EG, what's he hitting? Nothing. Then that'll be something to see, just orange all over the, uh, the search page. 
Well, yeah, and then as you know, picture the guy that the one guy that's not an EG, right? <laughs> that's that's the guy that's going to get hit, you know, because I can guarantee you he's going to keep dropping guards and and uh, picking on the the people that uh, are going to leave themselves open to this kind of strategy, right? And you know, he's more than happy to do that. So if if you're an explorer, you have to give that I think some reasonable consideration, and you know, it sucks. But at the same time, you're like, you know, what if you're stuck between a rock and a hard place? You gotta, you gotta figure out your situation. Yes, yeah, interesting thought, interesting strategy. Um, uh, we'll just have to see. Like, what, what, what do you see as kind of um, a way to mitigate what's happening? So my thought is that uh, when I I've not ran away since like, since round 17, whenever it was. And, and when we did, we were actually pretty efficient. So we didn't have really any um, any spec units. We had decent schools, decent diamond mines, low mods. So we were hitting insane levels of income. Um, we had some, like I think we averaged at one point, like 75,000 population. So we were making like 300k plat an hour. So at this point, you know, if it's a full runaway, going up ahead and he's hitting you know 60 70 thousand population there's just not much you can do it just wouldn't be um really a whole lot you can do about it if they're not hitting those kinds of levels um then there's still always a chance it's just a case you gotta kind of fight your way up um i'm just not sure that that's actually going to be possible so in terms of explorers joining guard yeah it, it can happen. It's, it's basically just kind of at that point, just shutting down and really kind of like just putting yourself under a rock and uh, and hoping the storm passes. Um, but I'm not sure if there really is anything else uh, other than black ops at some point that you can do. Yeah, like for me, I always just try to do what the easiest strategy to do is first, right? Try the simple things and then move your way up from there, right? And the easiest thing you can do right now is just click that button that says join guard, right? Submit that application. Do yourself a favor. Yeah, and it's definitely something I have seen before, you know, like we, we've had people in, in our own Linux forum that have done it short term. So when things looked a little bit dangerous, they'd hop in guard and wait out the, uh, was it the 48 or 72 hours or whatever it is um, until they got themselves much more better defended and then they'd come, come back out again. Um, so it's definitely something that, that I have seen um, in the past and could be viable. Um, I'm just not sure that you'd see it on such a, a grand scale that it would block uh, all attacks because I don't imagine everybody would be doing this. I know there'd be a few holdouts at least um, that would still be open. Yeah, I just look at it like, you know, an MMA fight, right? We're in round two. Round one, you know, you're going for the knockouts, right? That's your fast attackers. Round two to round three, right? You're looking for body shots. You're looking for submissions, right? So here, I think the strategy that would be best appropriate for most people is look for the submission, right? Strangle that guy out of growth, right? If you can do that and achieve that, really, it's going to benefit you because he's not going to be growing. He's not going to be increasing his economy, right? So, you know, I would advocate to whoever wants to live longer to employ that strategy, you know? 
Yeah, okay, but and then uh, from the flip side, what, what do you think? Uh, what do you think Realm Four should be doing? Well, Realm Four is doing everything they are doing, I guess, correctly at this point. I mean, you're gonna pull up your converters, and then your converters are eventually gonna either win outright or just seal it for the Firewalker, right? Like that's what's gonna happen here. Um, but if everybody was in guard, that would be a drastically different conversation to be had here, right? Yeah, I'm not sure how interesting the realm will be if, uh, if there's going to be no hits. But then I guess you might just find uh, all the all the converters from other realms will just eventually uh, find their way up into uh, into the range of the top guys. Yeah, I would look at it like if that strategy was to be explored and you have everybody kind of joining guards, I would say it makes it way more competitive for the second level because then nobody's worried about getting bottom fed on, right? So they're not worried about that big guy growing. They're like, okay, great. This is the sandbox we're in. And we know that, you know, Realm 4 has these converters that are coming on strong here. So, hey, that opens up a whole different kind of variety of strategies that you can employ, right? So you can look at just teeing off on them, suiciding and black hopping. Just the people that are there, right? Like, you can't work your way from the top down if you're not in a position to do so. So you got to adjust the reality of the situation that you're in, right? So that means if you're only in range of, say, their third or fourth biggest guy, look at that third or fourth biggest guy. What can we do to him, right? We pick him apart. We make his life miserable, right? Explore those possibilities. Or you could just be doing what you're doing and just, you know, going out and warring other people and making their lives miserable and, you know, and that kind of stuff, right? Like, it just depends what you want to do at the end of the day for your round. And how you want the round to end. So from then, from your perspective, uh, when you were playing last round and, and you guys were uh, up ahead, how was it having to then deal with myself and uh, Ray Mysterio? Because uh, we were, you know, trained to, to suicide for most of the time. So what was it like? From, from that yeah, see, that it was miserable for us bottom second tier guys, right? Because you know, often we'd have to have more defense than what Baba was leaving. Right, which is a, an insane concept to get your head around, but that was kind of the reality of what was happening, right? Like me and Joe specifically, the guys that you hit, right? We often had equal to or slightly more defense than Bobo did, but it's just the range requirements, right? If you don't have any attackers in range of Bobo, then he can leave essentially no defense, right? Yeah, exactly. So, um, I mean that that was the that was really the. The hallmarks of his round and that he really had nobody in range for, for most of it so he his defense was negligible because nobody could actually touch him um, and then i i really just try to slow you guys down to prevent the idea of you know having like a one two three four five set of people um all lined up if i could just kind of hold it down to just you know just the top two then it would give converters a chance to kind of come up and uh, relieve a little bit of the pressure for the uh, for the explorers as well yeah, and ultimately, I don't know, I guess, you know, a combination of time constraints and black ops probably led to the converters not being able to do anything to Bobo at the end, right? Well, it was that, and just huge misplays by them, you know, getting hit all in repeatedly and uh, refusing to kind of change the strategy to, to have more all-in defense. Um, um, yeah. Well, that too, but, you know, at the end of the day, I I don't, 
I don't know that if Sarmus and his his crew didn't feed us, if the results would have been different. Maybe like yeah, like the land size wouldn't have been as high, but I don't know if that would have changed the actual outcome, right? Well, I think your your black operas they did the big part of guaranteeing kind of runaways or like multiple runaways, but I don't remember them doing that much mid round damage to all the uh to all like the strongest converters. Like I know you had lots and lots of wars, but I didn't think it slowed them down all that much. Well there was just for our black up guys for most of them, right? Uh it was their first round kind of like playing and figuring things out. So a lot of it had to do with the build they chose early that compromised their mid to late rounds, right? So ultimately they ended up falling off and a lot of them got hit, right? So it just kind of led to Black Ops being a lot less important to us when the mid-round came in. But even that's not something uh, the, the Runaways have this round to, uh, to pull back on. Um, I know they've got some people capable, but I think it seems to be more uh, opportunistic stuff that they're doing rather than targeted wars against people. Yeah, like, I think you said it spot on, right? Like, if you don't have anybody challenging what you're doing early, then you're just free to do whatever the heck you want, right? And and I don't see any part of this round that's really posed any kind of specific hurdles to what Realm 4 has done, you know, which is kind of a shame because you kind of want to see, like, a fight here and there to kind of, you know, make it interesting to see who wins. And, you know, quite, quite frankly, you know, we haven't seen that at all. Yet, and I don't know if we're going to see it, to be honest. Yeah, I think that's probably, the, like I said at the start, it's probably the, the biggest shame for them is I think it's well-deserved, the position that they're in. Um, they've just done... It's been around without mistakes on their part rather than anything flashy or, or kind of big moves or, you know, like game-changing, like, strategic hits, anything like that. There's not really been any risky hits or anything like big, um, big moves that have really, like, like just um that have paid off from their perspective it's just been i guess the best word is just clinical with what they've done yeah yeah i mean i guess that's that's the best word to describe it you know uh, my word would be boring as fuck yeah it's three words but i uh i see what you mean yeah i mean i I could have just said boring, but I wanted to, you know, put some more emphasis on it. So just moving into a more general topic of conversation, how do you think things are going with, uh, you know, the schools, diamond mines, mods, prestige, all that kind of stuff, all those um, things that link together? How do you think the balance is there? Uh, You know, the schools thing for me, I don't really care about it as much as a lot of people you know like it, essentially all it's done is changed dime mines to being built first and then schools later right so you've kind of just switched up your build order and you know i you know converters explorers they're gonna have schools anyway right so it's kind of like I, I don't know i'm kind of meh on on schools like i don't think they're overpowered you know, I think their niche is what their niche is, you know, and, you know, that's just the meta you got to deal with. And, you know, some people just don't like dealing with the new meta or if the change happens, right? Like, you know, uh, for prestige, 
I think it's totally fine the way it is. Um, I don't think peace should ever be in this game because it's a war game, right? So I would never vote in favor of, of some dynamic like where there's peace and, and all that other, you know, BS, right? To me, it's just, you know, if you want to change something, declare war on somebody, you know? Do that. But don't have peace in this game because it just slows everything down. So my counter on that is the, um, I, I think generally buildings and everything actually work out okay. I, I think schools have just become effectively like another diamond mine in that the more you get, the better they are, which means that people on higher land, so the people that are the runaway or explorers converters are the ones that can get to get all the schools. Um, you don't really have much of a chance of, if you're playing a slow attacker, kind of catching up in that way anymore. But that's maybe not necessarily a bad thing if it means that fast attackers can get them and slow attackers can't. Um, but I think the problem is actually still with runaways. And when it comes to, you know, war, my regular packer um, playing together is very unlikely that we'll have um, more than maybe one or two people in realm that are active enough to be in range of a top people, which means that we'd have to do the war declaration ourselves. And between like four people, you can't snare anyone. Um, you can't really fireball anyone. You can't really do much with wars against, you know, like another realm, especially if they're ahead of you. So from our perspective, we're really stuck in what we can actually do to people if we're fighting it out with them. Um, and it, that is quite different to how it used to be, you know, with like six packs in, in Dominion Classic. So we just didn't have that as an option generally, unless we just went with, one attacker and two or three wars. So what what are you what are you saying then? What are you trying to say by not saying? I'm saying there needs to be something for an anti runaway device. Um, and if it's not peace, then there should be some other kind of um, suggestion. Otherwise, I just think you're going to find these runaways happening every round, unless you get a pack that basically say we're not going to go for a win. We're just going to play kingmaker and slow someone down. Yeah, which is what we've seen multiple people do before, you know, to varying degrees of success. Yeah, and that's it. So I'd just like there to be, if there's genuine suggestions that there's something other than peace, um, or any suggestions, really. I don't think I've seen anything um, other than some form of peace being thrown out there as a, as a way to do it. People might say, well, if you want to do something, then just declare war. But like I say, you know, you, unless you've got the right realm dynamic, it's not often an option to be able to do. So really, you've just got a choice for either putting up with runaways or just tanking your own round and um, and basically just doing it for the, the good of a round um, by not playing for the win yourself. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know how it could translate, you know, if you wanted to do that this round, right? Like, I would say your options are pretty limited at this point, you know? Yeah, I think this round maybe like the bolt, the uh, the horses bolted, so you're uh, pretty much stuck at this point. But future rounds, you know, what, what options are you actually giving people? Um, because I don't think you can really be a fast attacking pack and be able to black up someone as well, um, unless you got realm assistance, or unless they just leave themselves wide open to it. Yeah, and I guess you know. Round four is not really doing that. Um, you know, 
I just don't know at this stage, you know, what kind of exciting battles, you know, are yet to be fought. Right. Like I wish I could be like, you know, all oh, this is going to be exciting down the stretch. Like there's so many, you know, opportunities that could be uh, had here or strategies that to be employed. But, you know, at this point, you know, shelter in place. Don't get hit. <laughs> you know, like that's really the only advice I could have for most people, you know, just looking at the situation. Yeah, I think it's probably fair to say that, that there are still realms with lots of efficient people in. Um, and some of them have got, you know, potential people that can black up to back up their, their efficient attackers. So, you know, maybe it's not all doom and gloom. Maybe there are still some shots to be fired and, and see how things go. Um, I think there's definitely people that are going to uh, going to get into the mix at some point. It's just whether any kind of like anything completely uh, out of the ordinary happens that will shake the round up enough to make it interesting. And see what I see happening here shortly in the very near term is you're going to have an efficient uh, converter in a situation where they're probably five to a thousand acres ahead of the next efficient converter in a realm where you have top OP. Right. And once that happens, there's there's nothing that can be done. No matter what cool solution you think you can come up with, ain't nothing going to happen there. And it's done. It's over. And the writing is almost on the wall. Yeah, you could you could live for hope, but you could also live to survive another day by sheltering in place. So I, I'm not clear uh, with what you're suggesting. Are, are you trying to uh, advise people to do something? Join the guards. It's the best way to survive. All right, that's it. I uh, I hadn't picked up on the subtlety before. Yeah, right. that's, I think, the easiest and best way to survive what's happening. I don't think you can stop what's happening, but you can certainly survive it to the best of your abilities, you know? Yeah, we'll see. Otherwise, uh, the the other option is to just uh, bring more defense. Well, yeah, but if you have somebody bottom feeding you with you know eighty thousand more offense than you have defense, that's never going to work. Yeah, but if you're an explorer, you should be able to uh, to train enough. You know, just don't keep on hitting that explore button if uh, your defense is uh, wavering. And but yeah, but sometimes it's hard to know. Right, like you'll know now if you have the opportunity to grab his information before he goes back into the guard, you'll have that little snapshot of what he's doing. But you know, to carry that forward and and use that to project what defense you'll need—that's iffy at best. Yeah, I, I guess maybe you're right. It's uh, it's just a a difficult one to really uh kind of flesh out what what else may possibly happen with this round. Um, Stranger, it seems less interesting than last round, even though effectively it's kind of a, a similar circumstance of what's happened with, you know, fast attackers kind of backed up with like efficient people. Um, and last round just seemed to be a lot more open to, uh, to action. Uh, I, I guess it's probably just to do with such a, a big land lead being built up so quickly this round. Yeah, I think that's that's where the clinical nature of it comes in, right? Is 
well, one, you don't, you didn't actually, like, I didn't see anybody, really, that had kind of, like, suicide potential to do much for, I would say, the first two weeks, you know? Um, so you didn't even have that realm fearing much at all, right? From from a suicide, at least, whereas, you know, last round, you had, you know, Iron Man, you had yourself, you had Ray Ray, um, you probably had, you know, one other guy that's not coming to mind right now, right? But you know, you had those options and here it's just, I don't know if it was fear or just, you know, not wanting to do that, but you just didn't, you didn't even kind of like scare it into anybody, you know, like I just didn't feel the same kind of nature of fear that existed out there from, from that being a possibility. Yeah, that's, that's probably it. And, and I wouldn't be surprised if, with it being um, a switch into like the the draft backs, where the people that would normally play fast attack are switched to efficient, and people that maybe a, a new fast attack and other ones that were kind of up there, um, so that people didn't see the opportunities or maybe what what could be done to shake things up. Uh, it, it did just seem to be Firewalker just getting ahead and the stretching ahead, stretching ahead, stretching ahead without anyone really kind of coming close to, to taking them down. Yeah. Yeah, like, I, I see it a very similar reality that they'll probably get the top three spots again this round, you know? So if you want it to be a mission for your realm, you know, try to take the third spot or the second spot, you know? Like, you know, if, if you want a goal for this round, try to make that happen, you know? Um but I think it's just, it's such a steep climb now to, to make that a reality. You'd have to have a bunch of different things breaking your way that it almost seems very implausible for that to happen, you know? Yeah, and uh, such a, an underwhelming goal to have halfway through the round. Well, yeah, I mean, you, you just see it as, you know, mistakes were made early, right? Like, um. You know, to target, I would say if, you, if your goal was to target converters that early and just kind of let Realm 4 do whatever they wanted to do, I would say that was probably poor strategic play on your part if you thought that that was a wise move, you know, because you'd never want to just give somebody a free pass and let them do whatever they want to do because, you know, that puts distance between you and them. And if they can be very tactical and strategic about that, then you're never going to catch up to them with the time allotted, right? Like you have a fixed amount of time to make it happen for you, right? And if you just give them a bunch of time and growth opportunities, then you're going to just seal your own fate with the decisions you make via diplomacy, right? Yeah, I think that's probably the, the biggest mistake that we've seen this round of the, uh, the, the warring and the, the taking down people that didn't really need to be taken down, um, that, that weren't in that great a spot anyway. And just given that that pass, given that, that extra rope to, uh, to the top guys. Yeah, you're you're essentially helping Realm 4, right? By doing this, like, in, and I'm sure it's not on purpose, but it's just, you know, it's inadvertent. But at the same time, you're like, well, here, what else can we do to help you guys? You know what I mean? That's kind of what I'm seeing right now, I guess accidentally, you know. Um, so it's kind of just 
you know, I'm just sad to see that, I guess. You know, I'd rather see more people in the trenches trying to make something happen, whereas, you know, what I'm seeing right now is just trying to maximize misery to the other people that are also in the trench against round four, right? Like, it just kind of sucks to see. Yeah, and I, I guess it's one of these times where I would like to be proven wrong in this, but I, I agree with you there in that you're, you're really kind of helping out helping out the wrong people by, by doing what you're doing. So I'd love to know what the actual the, the thinking behind it was, and if somehow it works out for them, then uh, then I'd, I'd love for that to be the case where where I do get proven wrong, but I just don't see it happening. I just, I just don't quite understand the uh, diplomacy decisions of the last kind of couple of days. Yeah, and I guess, I mean, maybe people put more value into wonders than I do. You know, for me, it's like, it's there as a bonus, but it's not a bonus that I'm willing to fight for for like seven days and like, you know, spend a bunch of time fighting with some other people just to get this wonder that provides you whatever stupid bonus. You know, it's like the wonder is not going to be the end all break all for you to win the win the round, right? It's there to supplement what you're already doing. And if you're spending your time and energy into pursuing a slight bonus, then I think that's a mistake. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, I mean, typically in, in rounds past, you know, like we'll we'll go for a wonder for the uh, for the prestige, but we won't be stuck in like a, a seven-day head-to-head with someone else for it because it's, it really is just a waste of time. And, you know, when you have to up your, your ratios, you have to defend against black ops, it's just, it's just not worth the hassle. Um, so... Most of the time, you know, like I'll uh, I'll take it, and then uh, if they go straight back for it, we're like okay, fine, you have it. It's uh, more to you than than it is to us generally. Yeah, like I look at it, you know, like a wonder is spilt milk. Like if you have it, great. If not, whatever. I don't give it much thought. You know, like I don't put as much emphasis on wonders as some other folks do. I guess you know because to me, it's just. It's slight bonus, and if I don't have it, I don't have it. You know, like whatever. You know, like I'd, I'd rather much, you know, put my energies into getting myself out of the hole I'm currently in, rather than digging the hole deeper, right? Because essentially, that's what you're, like if you had any power to kind of slightly stop or slightly slow down round four, and you used it up in a in a bickering over, you know, who gets this wonder, then I think that actually does you more harm in the long term than. Uh, in the short term of just trying to to do what you could have done in that time window that you had, right? Yeah, agreed. So, you know, um, I'd love, just like you, I'd love to be proved wrong at this point, but, you know, I, I'm rooting for the underdog as much as the next guy. I just don't see where the underdog comes from at this point, you know? Um, it, we'll probably see a bunch of similar-sized underdogs that are going to get railroaded by realm four right and they're gonna be frustrated of of how and when that happens but you know it's probably gonna happen and you know that's just the reality of of where you're at and so you know if you want your 6k finish it's there to be had for sure but you know it's not going to be very exciting conclusion to the round right like it's just i don't know kind of feels like you know, school almost, right? Like you're studying a subject you don't particularly enjoy, right? And then when you take your final test, you're like, thank God that's fucking done. 
Yeah, we'll, we'll just have to see. I think if I were to offer any kind of advice, it's the uh, whenever you are looking at runaways and stuff, it's it really should be a, a case of you know, the enemy of your enemy is your friend, not your enemy as well. So you know, just uh, I, I guess you just need to think about how you can use other people, you know, wittingly or unwittingly, to actually help you rather than just see them as a uh, as people to, that are in your way as well. Yeah, and I mean, is there any other um, topics you want to touch on here, other than just round four and giving them, you know, the spotlight? Is there anything else we can put the spotlight on? I mean, other than uh, just giving them a muted applause throughout this uh, episode. Yeah, like I'm sure the peanut gallery out there is like, okay, yeah, we've heard enough about round four. We've heard enough about the dire consequences that we're all in. Let's talk about something happy and fluffy, you know? Like a puppy. Well, one thing that uh, was started to be talked about uh, a few weeks ago that, that I've not really heard much from is the the marketing committee and actually uh, increasing the play base a little bit. I know we've had a few more new people join this round, which has been kind of cool. And uh, we obviously had the the, the guys returning uh, in your in your realm last round, so there are a few players kind of trickling in. Um, what do you do? You know what's what's happening with the marketing? Uh, whether we are looking to to branch out and, and get more people in no but i think that's a good segue into next week's episode is looking to get somebody from the marketing committee on here with us so that they can explain to the community kind of what they're looking to do or or what they've done so far because i'd love to know too you know but uh we're not gonna be able to get anybody for this week's episode but for the next episode that we do do um that I'll definitely reach out to some people on the marketing committee and see if anybody wants to come on and, and talk to us about, you know, what they're doing and what challenges they're encountering here. Yeah. So I think at the end of the day, I think a lot of people can kind of disagree on, on the direction or the kind of the status of the game, but I think everyone's on board with the idea that we, we like the game. We love the game and we just like more people to kind of like join it. Cause it would be, that just makes the game even better for everyone. So um, I'm definitely uh, keen to hear what's uh, what's happening behind the scenes. Yeah, because I personally haven't looked in that channel really or talked to anybody about it. So for me, I'm kind of like a blank slate on it. You know, like I don't really know anything about, you know, kind of their strategies that they're using or, or how they want to advertise or, or garner more interest in the game. But I think we should be able to get somebody, you know, like – um, you know, I, I'm fairly certain we'll, we'll be able to pull somebody in from there and give them the platform here to discuss everything, right? Because I think a lot of people are very curious, just like you and me, right? Like, we're like, awesome. Like, we like this idea. You know, how can we help you make it a success, right? Exactly, yeah. And whether it's, you know, whether it's ideas or, or professional experience or even just, you know, like just, contributing to the to the budget for it i'm sure there's enough people that really do want something to, to come from it to um to, to help out in whatever way they can have you talked to many of your ex pack mates for this round and kind of see what their opinions are of of how the round's going uh being yeah just been talking to to the, yeah all three of the the usual pack mates um it'll just on and off took a little bit of an effort to kind of like 
leave each other to, to whatever we're doing. Um, I think just general opinion is the same uh, for, for everyone though, in, the, in terms of how the round's gone. And uh, what's been kind of fun is we, we kind of talked about what we had been planning to do before the draft kind of happened. Um, and I think from what I can gather, people have kind of done variations of, of the same thing. So at the end of the round, I think we'll have quite a few like notes on, on how things have gone and, and what we think worked, what doesn't work, that kind of stuff. But it's been very... Um, very interesting not having the same group because it's probably the first time in maybe like six or seven rounds that the group's been uh, different for us so uh, so not having that kind of constant chat um has been quite interesting but um on the flip side i really enjoyed just the 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 new people that i have been playing with and there's definitely some good potential in uh, in some of my uh, my pack mates this round well what's been the biggest challenge for you so far with the draft and your drafted pack right like what? What are some of the pitfalls that you've encountered that I guess you weren't kind of expecting? I think the for me the the probably the biggest one was that I didn't have quite as much time um, as I would have liked to kind of like really kind of had conversations with everyone and really kind of set everyone up perfectly for the round. Um, I left them on their own um, a little bit between the rounds, just in terms of like getting Sims together. Um, people were all talking and helping each other out and stuff, but I didn't have as much of uh, as an influence as um, as I'd have maybe liked or, or been able to help out as much as I would have liked. Um, but I think the the big thing's just been that the people that I've not played with before, there's a good amount of kind of just general um, like intuitive knowledge and, and ideas about what they should be doing in the game. We just maybe just need a a little bit of like a nod of approval to say, yeah, that's right. Or actually, have you thought about doing it this way? Um, that's been the kind of like the, the nice thing for me with the, with the group I played with this round. Uh, I guess challenges have sometimes been just the not always available at the right time with people. Um, we know we've all got busy lives, different time zones, that kind of stuff. Um, so we've not all been talking at the same time as one big group. But I think maybe since like the very beginning of the round. So, so that's probably the, the biggest thing in terms of just kind of getting that, that group collective together. And I think that'd be a, probably the biggest challenge for any drafted back is just dealing with the sheer variety of time zones, right? Like damn near impossible to get everybody on the same page at, at the same time and, and to be able to talk. Right. And that's it. It's, it's a lot to ask, you know, if, if you are one of the, the people in like an extreme time zone, quite a difficult ask to say, you know, can, can you be up at 3 a.m. because we're planning something? Um, you know, everyone's got their lives anyway. And uh, if you're not, you know, a top five player or uh, looking for the win, um, I don't know many people that would be actually wanting to do that in their spare time. And you know the one guy that you drafted that I'm rooting for and hopefully he does uh, a great finale here for you is Rompar. You know, I hope he's exceeding your expectations and I hope he's going to have a good end to his round. Yeah, you know, well, Rompar's one of the people I was talking about with the uh, potential. He's uh, he's not someone I'd, I'd played with or spoken to before, so um, I, uh, I really kind of drafted him on uh, on, on Avetz's recommendation and then uh, hearing that you'd wanted him as well. Uh, that just <laughs> really kind of cemented him as a choice, so 
Um, but he's definitely one of the people that, that's got the really good potential um, to do well. Yeah, and see, that's good to hear. So hopefully, like, you know, those kind of figures, right, um, can move forward, maybe make their own packs or, you know, uh, make bigger contributions moving forward in different rounds, right, to kind of be like, hey, I'm a very valuable piece, and I hope you can can see my value in, in what I've done here in the draft round, right? And that's kind of what I'm looking to do is, you know, help people out help people increase their value to other people and, and help people just have better communication with how things need to get done as a team. Right. Cause a lot of it is, you know, you're an individual and this is your dominion, but as a, as a team, you need to be cohesive with some of your decisions. Right. Yeah, exactly. And, and I think on top of that as well, you know, you'd hope that in the next kind of few rounds, somebody from you, from your group will be, you know, having a discussion strategy and just say, you know, like, well, we were talking about this last round and, you know, like Murph or, or Rio said, this is what they tend to do. So we can try that. That's kind of the, the bit that you'd really hope to kind of come out in terms of the, the spread end of the knowledge as well. Um, but ultimately, I think hopefully this this kind of gets enough people seeing enough other people playing to be able to actually vouch for each other and, you know, maybe even form kind of new packs or, or different groups or kind of stick together in future rounds if, uh, if they like playing with each other. Yeah. And I think that would be a, a huge benefit coming out of this draft pack is having new packs being formed, right. And just things we haven't seen before and just kind of making new teams and, you know, having more ways of having fun from the game. Right. And just kind of figuring that out for yourself of what, you know, different possibilities you can now see. Whereas, whereas maybe you didn't think of that you know, before, right? Like just the different variety of strategies or, or moves you could do given certain situations, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think that's why, uh, even if like the, if we'd have said this was all a failure, I think it was worth trying um, for the round. And, and ultimately I think it's been a pretty decent success. And, and I think a lot of what we wanted to get out, out of the, the drafting um, has happened. Uh, you know, the, the round itself may not be all that interesting, but I think in terms of a dynamic that the, the drafted packs formed, I think we have gotten what we wanted to get out of it. Yeah, and it's a shame that, you know, we didn't have uh, more participation, but I don't think you're, you know, when you're trying something new like this, I don't think you're ever going to have, you know, total participation, right? Because, you know, different people have different goals in, in what they want to do in a round, right? So. You know, for, for my goal for this round, right, is just have fun. And I'm going to be 100% proud of all these guys that, uh, that I'm in the drafted pack with, right? Like, I think they've taken leaps and bounds in just the learning aspect and just kind of basic things, like maybe that we take for granted, right? Like, of just saying, this is how you can calculate top OP or this is what we should look for in determining who could have top OP, right? And that's really that's the fundamental block you need to have if you want to have, you know, significant success in the game, right? It's just learning the game mechanics, right? And that's, if I can bring that to the table of somebody else who doesn't know that in our drafted pack, then, you know, I think I'm doing a good job, right? And just kind of, you know, helping them get to where they want to be, whichever level that that is comfortable for them, helping them achieve that. It's a win in my books. Even if we're not going to win this round, I just want us to have, 
as much fun as we can, you know? Well said. Well, I think that's probably uh, about all that we've got time for for uh, for this episode. Uh, have you got any any final words? Uh, go Oilers, go. Well, best of luck to them. Yeah, they're in a pretty heated series with Calgary Flames right now. So it's just really fun playoff hockey to be watching right now, you know. So I'm rooting for the Oilers, and, and hopefully they'll provide a, a very competitive series here moving forward. But that's all I have to say so far. And like I said, for, for next episode, we're definitely going to have a guest uh, from the marketing committee, and I'm looking forward to sharing what they have to say with everybody listening. I think it's going to be a very fun discussion we'll have next week compared to the dark and dreary words that were shared today. Let's hope so. I, I'm not sure if I can manage another one of these. Yeah, like what was that? Like Edgar Allan Poe? That was always like just writing super sad shit, you know? We don't. We definitely don't want to be Edgar Allan Poe. We'll, we'll take off all the uh, all the dark makeup. Yeah. All right, then. Uh, until next time. Goodbye.